Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay. In Sanitas on April 22? Thereabouts? 23. Okay, very good. Okay, so this is being recorded, um, I think, and we'll see. So the best thing to do is just forget about it, but just to let you know. If it comes out well, it might appear on the website, and if not, I don't know. So without moving your body, just let there be rest on the inside. Without moving your body, <laughs> funny isn't it what we do, huh? Mention the word body and it kicks in. So without moving your body, just let something settle inside, huh? As if there's an aroma of rest or peace arising from something deep, some place deep. to let attention drift off to anything else. No need to force attention to that which is, which feels like rest or peace. So what if this was all there is? <laughs> Just that sense of nothing going on at a deep part inside you. Just nothing going on. But the aroma of peace and the aroma of rest comes out of it. But there's nothing going on. So let's say everything else was just to disappear forever. Forever, gone, wiped out. Mind be disappointed, I wonder. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> hmm? Pretty cool. For who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the question. Yes. Because mind attention is looking at it if it says it's cool. Yeah. Okay, so we even drop that. The only thing that keeps the idea of separation or you as an individual alive is the fact that something would be more interesting than nothing happening. Because the truth is there is nothing happening. <laughs> There's nothing happening. 
And life is, you know, just, just a load of concepts taken to be real. That's all it is. <laughs> Rewriting itself, and enjoying itself, and having experiences really. That's all it's doing is trying to present experiences, which are ultimately just concepts. It's all an experience is, is a concept believed into existence. That's all it is. There really is nothing happening at all. It's a big disappointment for the mind, you see. So the mind thinks it wants to wake up, but you're, of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. The mind uses the spiritual search just as another project. It doesn't really realize that it's, it's walking into its own death. So something wants it and something doesn't want it, or something is moving towards it and something is resisting it, and this is how it plays. The pull to experience, that's a strong drug. The pull to want to experience. If that can be seen through to be the source of all suffering. Okay. Okay, there's a chink. You see, mind doesn't differentiate between nice experiences and crappy experiences. An experience is an experience. It's your own conditioning which says something is nice or something is about suffering. We have general commonalities. You know, the dentist is usually about suffering and <laughs> things like this. But, <coughs> but really, you know, you could have two people in a relationship and one, think it's, one thinks that it's, you know, sailing and the other one is like, get me out of here. You know, there's a subject of perception, which is just basically the conditions that are running at the time, which interpret an experience as good or bad, putting it into I like or I don't like. Hmm. So in attending satsang, something is pulling the form or the mind towards its own annihilation. And if there's, if there's a, I want it and I don't want it, just see it, you know, be honest with yourself, huh? It's going to happen anyway. <laughs> Resistance is what will increase the suffering and increase the drama because that's another experience to be had. It's going to bring you to your knees anyway. Whether you fight it or whether you just become fluid and let it happen. <laughs> there should be neither good news nor bad news. It's just how it is. Just how it is. Belief in separation is nothing more than ignoring what you really are. Just ignoring what you are. Playing with the ideas of make-believe like a kid playing in a shop. 
selling stones, you know, or leaves. Or, well, that's what we used to do out on the farm <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> Make believe shops. Could only sell things from nature, that's all we had. <laughs> but it's like that, you know, it's just a make believe scenario. This is how adults play and how kids play as setting up shop. So the only thing we can talk about is what you're not. Otherwise, there's nothing to say, you know. We can only talk about what you're not. And then we play at taking it seriously. <laughs> I'm sure that's grand too, it's just how it works, huh? <laughs> Funny old game, huh? Yeah. <laughs> So the floor is open, there's no particular format, let's just roll with whatever life presents, huh? Or appears to present. Uh -huh. Talking about what, what you're not, you know. <laughs> there was a dream last night, and I hardly ever remember dreams. And in satsang, you asked me to read passages of scripture. I think it was Ashtavakra Gita. And it was in German. Ah. <laughs> and, uh, Do you speak German, Patrick? It's not very good, you know. Okay. High, high school German. Yeah. yeah. And I was stumped. It was stumbling over it, you know. The, 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 the words, even though I understood the German words, it didn't. No. Wouldn't register. Ah. Um, and um, I think it's because there hasn't been much reading of scripture lately. Uh, and because when that happens, it sort of concepts appear. So, mm -hmm. um, and then there was a um, a question that's been bubbling around for some time, uh, and it relates to what you say about the you know. Uh, an ultimate or at least intermediate state of pure perception. Mm -hmm. And um, I hesitated a long time to ask this question because uh, it seemed that it could just be getting back to be interested in, in you know, that particular model which has a particular, you know, an ultimate state in it would just be going back to concepts, trying to, trying to refine a model, refine concepts, you know, make, understand a concept. Um, but then I thought I'd ask it anyway, because um, it may have some uh, relevance to day-to-day -to -day life in this particular Patrick character. Um, because, uh, there has just been a retirement <laughs> to a house beside 
the sea <laughs> in a very uh, quiet, peaceful environment, mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. which is quite different from mm -hmm. what was happened before. Mm -hmm. um, but the question is still being asked, so it's interesting that you know, the question's being asked. Uh, we need to look at that, see what the underlying motivation is. Uh, but so if I remember what you said about pure, pure perception, um, the I thought or the me thought has dropped. However, it could come back at any moment. So, so I wonder if you could talk more about this, this, what well, looks like a penultimate state, uh, particularly why it's called pure perception. What do you understand by pure perception? Hmm? What do you understand by pure perception? <clears throat> That's it. Um, <coughs> it, it. The understanding is that um, there's a recognition that there never ever has been a distinction between perception and what is perceived. Mm -hmm. And I just saw your recent DVD. Um, walking along that six mile <laughs> seaside <laughs> path in my favorite country of Ireland, <laughs> one of the ancestors came from. And uh, you were describing, I think you were describing, describing it. it it's, um, you know, there's, I can just be there. There's uh, dappled sun flickering on that you know, 150 year old wall. But there's no, there's no labeling of it. There's no mm -hmm. reference to wall, sun, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dapple, dappling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there's no reference, then those things wouldn't even be named? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also the sense that really it's not there because mm -hmm. what is perceived isn't there because mm -hmm. if, if perception, there never was a difference between perception <coughs> perception and what's perceived, mm -hmm. then there's, in a sense, no perception of per uh -huh. or what's perceived either. Uh -huh. I mean, they both sort of wash out. They do, they wash out together. Okay. Uh -huh. All right, so I'm just checking this out. Yeah. 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 Okay, now, uh, anyway, I can imagine a walk like that in British Columbia <laughs> along the shore. Uh-huh. By, by, by the sea. Um, okay, then going on from that, in Costa Rica you said, if there's a crack, 
go through it. Mm. But it seems that it's it's not. There's not a question of going through the crack. It's just looking through the crack. Yes. Okay. 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 And that's there's no time there. Okay. Okay. Full stop. Stop. Yes. Yes. How it stops. Just want to check that out. Uh huh. Now, why did I ask that question? <laughs> why not? <laughs> okay. On the perception thing. Um. Uh, a, a, a useful way maybe to, to, to see it is that the entire framework of what we're talking about here is made up of three parts. When separation is running, there is somebody doing the activity of looking and there's something seen. All right? So, so for you to see a, a, a backjack here on the floor, we've got this, the object of perception, we've got perceiving it, downloading it, seeing that it's a navy blue backjack, and we've got somebody who, who says it's a backjack. So somebody's looking at it, there's, there's somebody, and there's the looking, and there's the product of what's seen. All right? This is normal. This is how the, the world works when separation happens. Okay, if it's known that you're not real. Right, we've got one of these three pillars falling down now. So if you're not real, is this real? No. How could it be real? How, where would it get its substance of reality? It depends upon an observer in order to perceive, have the act of perception. Absolutely. If one of the three items falls apart, they all are mutually dependent, none of them can exist independently, equals none of them have any kind of independent existence whatsoever. Well, except the looking itself, the verb part, the one that's the, the activity of seeing. The appearance appears. Mm, no, it's more the verb. It's more the verb. Okay. So we've got somebody looking, observing, and we've got an activity which, of, of looking, and then there's the thing that's seen. All right. Number one and number three, take away the two of them. The verb of actually looking, where there's nobody looking and there's nothing seen, this refines itself. This one refines itself, disconnects from the other two, and pure perception happens. That's, that's, that's a very fine, subtle level. Pure perception. Nothing perceived, nobody looking. It's like, and you can train mind to do this, to actually, to actually reduce to the point of where there's just verb, where there's just movement. Do you see? Hmm. You can bring mind to there, and it, it causes the breakdown of the one perceiving and what's perceived. Hmm. And somehow from there, for some people, the whole matrix breaks. The whole matrix breaks. Because there's just an acknowledgement of movement which shows, shows itself to be an appearance. Because if we buy the concept that it's an appearance, or maybe you've gotten glimpses of it, it's got to show itself that it's an appearance. But we get involved with this idea that awareness is, will be a grayness, as if there's not going to be something there. And awareness and the thing there are the same thing. Tell me about the grayness. People, me and others, when we read about what you're talking about. Uh-huh. That the awareness exists. Okay. The awareness is happening because there's appearances. We think that somehow there's a state of awareness where appearances fall away. Oh, right. And we distinguish between the appearance and the awareness as if they were two separate things. Okay. They aren't. 
Yeah, awareness isn't aware of something. Right. But it, it has a capacity to be aware of itself. Yes, it's self-knowing. It's self-knowing, but it doesn't know that it knows itself. Right. Because we can't split knowledge out of that. Right. Or if it does, it generates a sense of self. Oh, yeah. It has self-consciousness now, and we're gone into the movie again. Too, too, too deep. Rolling into it now. Let it reduce to a verb. If that path of moving towards pure perception makes sense, what we were talking about there. Let everything be reduced to a verb. Just seeing, just walking, eating. It's just a way for mind to, 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 to go into the working mind, to go into what the appearance is seeing, but there's no labeling. It doesn't come from a perspective of an individual eye. Do you see? It's a kind of a clever way to play, to play with, with cutting off, hmm, of playing, play, placing perception at the place that is prior to labeling subject object, which is the dualistic framework. Makes sense? Anyone totally lost? Can we do that with emotions as well? With emotions. You see, Instead being angry or happy or sad or, you know. You see, the thing is now that that, that would make me suspect something. <laughs> because emotions come after a thought. So then if there is somebody who's having the emotion, there must have been somebody who had the thought. So we can't use pure perception as a way of denying what's already established. Okay. You see? So, so if it's that, no, that's denial. But... but Perceiving, pure perception, doesn't perceive an emotion. Do you see? Yes, I see. Emotions actually get ignored because they're, they're too far in they're the story. Away. They're too far into the story. So, so they, they, they don't really register. It's almost like they're passing through, but there isn't a noticing of them. In the same way as, as sitting, talking, breathing. You see? see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we are in pure perception, why don't we blink out? Okay. I know it's a language thing, but I want to pick up on it. Okay. There's no we in pure perception. Okay. <coughs> All right. So when pure perception is happening, what would be blanking out? What? what? What's here? Just me, the chair, anything. If we're, if, if there's not something to be observed, and an observer, and we're in the verb, why are we here? Why is it? Why isn't it the greatest? Exactly. Why? Well, I don't know about great, but but. And nothing. Big right. Why are we here? Okay. Why are we still? Okay, but, but, but the we are here is not pure perception. Right, right, you did say that, I get that. You see, it's, it's flicking back now. You're touching into pure perception, but it's flicking back into, but I must be there to, to be purely perceiving. It's like, no, you're not, you see, that's the magic of this one. <laughs> you're not, do you see? So it's, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to just come at it from another angle. You know, you know you're looking for your glasses or something. And you left them on the table, and you checked the table. Mm -hmm. You checked the table, and they weren't there. 
it's like that. It's like the labeling mechanism that recognizes glasses isn't happening. There's no grayness. It's just like not seen, not recognized, not labeled. Now, the functioning of nature of manifestation is so exquisite that they won't even be looking for the, usually, you're looking for the glasses. It's just something automatically picks them up. Mind doesn't need to say, oh, glasses, or how did I miss them the last time? This is labeling switched off, labeling switched on. But there is somebody there looking for the glasses. So that same event with pure perception. There's no labeling of glasses, but the glasses are picked up when they're needed. The working mind will continue to function. But the controller, the one who's trying to manage it all, not at home, not there. It's just, it's just a conglomerate of ideas from based on separation, that part of it, and it causes suffering. So make, it, make, make a bit more sense? Not quite there yet, but... Yeah, sure. Yeah, as long as it's, yeah, getting less grey. Uh-huh. So in other words, as we become more aware, less me, more aware, we do flick back and forth from pure perception to being aware of labeling things. Or yes. So that's a process then. Yes. Process. For most, yes. For some, it's instantaneous, but for most, yes, it's a process. I had an interesting experience this morning at breakfast, and it's still there. It's like. We're talking about something in the past, and all of a sudden it was like all memory was one. Ah. It's like everything, it just feels like everything's just moving, but as one thing. Yeah. I, it's, I'm not really able to distinguish or split off one memory from another. Uh -huh. And then driving here, I wasn't aware of that, but sitting here I am. I've never had that before. Yeah. Um, would that be a little bit about what you're talking about? Yeah, that's, that's kind of linear time collapsing to being a vertical. Yeah. That's what it yeah, linear time just collapsed. And it's just all there at the moment. And that's how this is. You know, linear time is what stretches out manifestation. And then we say infinite, you know, and it's like, actually, instantaneous. Take away the linear time bit and this all collapses into a vertical. And there's only this moment. Yeah, there's only this moment. That's what that's about. Unity consciousness points to what you're saying and, and only this moment is, is more accurate. That's where that comes from. The seeing of what you've just described. And that's pure perception. Mm, no, it's just another, another thing that breaks down as the whole thing is collapsing. Because there's something noticed by somebody, it's not pure perception. It's just a breakdown of linear time. It just showed itself that, whoa, it's, it's just all there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This lady, you your hand up for a while. without 
from the point of view of this, this moment, there's pure perception, but there's not the noticing of pure perception. There's the, the, all the ideas that we're taking to be real. But in this moment, in some sense, it's nothing ever but purity in that things are only occurring that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not something that needs to be gotten to, but sunk into thinking that the ideas then experienced also can arise without that notion of someone speaking, someone hearing. So that it doesn't seem so far away and something that we might get to or something somebody else might have had. Yes. 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 For some, there's an automatic sinking into it. And for some, if this mechanism of how the thinking mind works is seen, it allows a distance from it. And then the sinking happens. Okay? Everything continues the same as in the happenings, talking about it, not talking about it. There's no right and wrong in any of it. I'm not saying you're saying there's a right and wrong, just saying it all happens the same. The thing is, the labeling that it's even happening. (coughs) This gentleman just before you. It seems uh, from my experience, my process is I'm involved in a tapestry of responsibilities that trigger uh, my identity and, and reactions and attention in my body. And in the moment when I seek to be mindful of just existence of clear awareness and it's transparent, it's, it's uh, overshadowed by the tension of the body and the habitual thoughts of of responsibilities and when I've gone on a retreat and I've noticed after about four days there's a more letting go and more letting go and more letting go I there's so many people that are seeking to become enlightened and for someone I assume uh, enlightened is there like boiling water you have to get it up to 212 before there's an establishment, or is there a, like a pregnancy, a gestation? Do you, do you really need to leave your job or arrange your life where you can go more authentically, professionally into being present for it to blossom, as opposed to glimpse, unconscious, glimpse, unconscious, glimpse, unconscious, unconscious, <coughs> unconscious, glimpse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every path is different, but from what I've seen, the more thorough the understanding is the more or the more authentic or established the understanding it tends to be happening to those who stayed in normal life i think it's an evolutionary thing 
um, because it, it used to be, you know, that monasteries and ashrams or whatever, or the, these monastic huts that are on islands around Ireland and things, these places held that. But we seem to be evolving in some way that we've got internet, we've got these other supports. And somehow the more authentic, the more authentic the seeing and more established it is, tends to be with those who stayed at home. It seemed like you dived in. I, I just, I don't know a lot about you. I just yeah. saw two YouTubes on you yeah. and came here from Nevada to see you. Yeah. Uh, because you have an authentic ring to how you uh, express yourself. And it seemed like you left your yeah. life and, and I, but I was spat ayahuasca out. and this and, and, and you just really dove in. Yeah, but I had no option. I, was, I had no option. I fought tooth and nail to not drop everything, to not walk away from my marriage, to not... But it was stripped. Everything was just stripped. I, you know, time and time again, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get really sick if I don't take this step. I don't want to take it. I, I was forced. What I'm saying is it's yeah. rare. That's why we're all sitting yeah. there. You're someone who's there. And yeah. It seemed like your process was something yeah. that you had to yeah. leave. I had to leave, yeah. I had to leave. Sure, that's how it happened for this woman, yeah. So anybody, have you, have you worked with anybody in life that's fully established there? Yes. Just to, without having to dive in like Yes. That? The diving in happened at home. The, yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Something more authentic happens there. Something, I, what is it now? Let me try and find words for this. Okay. If the moving out of your home comes from an idea, the awakening will be inauthentic. If your work and your family and your home are stripped from you, that's the only reason to go. It's the only reason to change your, your situation, if it's pulled away from you. If it's actually going to break you for you to stay there, you know what I mean, break your health, break something that would be common sense will tell you, no, actually. I have no option here but to go. It's the only reason to go. Otherwise, your mind is just playing avoidance. This is what leads to the inauthenticity. Real life is the best teacher. <laughs> so my last, I ran out to my car to get two excedrin because I was noticing pressure coming up in my head. When I was here. And uh, I didn't want to be miserable sitting here. So that desire for, if, if I smoked a joint or did some some uh, San Pedro cactus, all of a sudden I'm open and there's no sense of body. Uh, and there is a desire for that joy of being open, even when I'm very relaxed after retreat. So in the midst of noticing I don't like feeling uncomfortable, tense, and striving to notice the presence, the, the spaciousness of the present moment in the midst of a body arising with discomforts and what suggestion that you have. This is about desire, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> desire on this path is a useful thing to be understood because it's the most potent way that mind is in control. When it's running a desire, it's in control. Now, it's not about don't follow any desire. Just, just go through all the shit and be in pain and everything. I'm not advocating that at all. I'm saying understand desire. Understand desire. 
and in seeing, yep, mind's running a desire here to have no physical pain. Okay, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Will the body get up and go out for two tablets or will it, will it just sit here? Let's see what happens. And mind will say, no, 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 I'm going to miss something. I'm going mind will come in with the controller and looking for something better. And it's like, yeah, that's how desire talks. Something better, phenomenally as possible. But it's not. Of course it's not. It's just keeping the show going. It's all the same. Really. Pain, no pain. That equanimity will kick in. Do you see? So understand desire. Say, okay, there's desire running. Okay, now let's see what happens. I see the desire. Step back. Body will move or it won't. Sorry, the body will, will move towards satisfying the desire or it won't. Sometimes you'll have no option and the desire will have you. It'll be strangling you and you'll be like, I have to smoke a joint, actually. I, I can't, I, I'm going to go nuts. I have to do it. And, and, and do it then, of course. The desire has you. You're too deep in identifying desire. Okay, grand, do it then. But the times when you've got a bit of a distance and you can see desire, it's like, okay, 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 we can see it. That's grand. I hear you. I see you. And you're convincing, trying to convince me that to obey you will make things better. That's an idea. Now, I'm prepared to go either way. Now you're not being a slave of the mind. Okay, it's mind not being a slave of the mind, but that stepping stone is necessary to stop being a slave of every desire. So understanding desire is the only thing that needs to happen. Does that make sense? Yes. Great. Great. It's giving it up. Just understanding it, it's giving it up in a way. Yes, it is, of course. Demystifying it. It is giving it up. It loses its power. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you were going to say something earlier. Oh, just, is it gone? It's gone. You're just it's so rich. I'm just responding all the time to what you're saying. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, let me respond to this. Wonderful woman over there talked about pure perception, yeah. non-naming consciousness, mm. just seeing without naming. Mm. I found it's easier with some of the sense consciousnesses. Hearing, for example, for me, it's easier to drop the naming. To me, it's very hard for the see. For my, I in seeing consciousness, you know, we hear, we just hear. Okay, that's how we know, and I can drop that more easily than I can with sight. I found that when I'm using smelling and, and experiencing knowing through smelling, yeah. I can suddenly experience when I don't, mm. I'm not aware of the thing I smell, but I'm aware of smelling, the, mm. the knowingness of smelling, which is exquisite. Okay. So. Okay. A few things there now. Physiologically, seeing is the most potent sense, mm. scientifically. It's the most potent sense. It registers more information than any of the other taste, smell, audio. So, of course, the sight pulls you in more. And so it's easier. It's a softener, soft, softer way to go with any of the other, the other senses. But not just the senses. I'm kind of suggesting something deeper than the senses because the senses bring in information. You see, if there's just hearing, it's very, very close to somebody hearing something very close to it because we've, we've, we've become localized down to one sense. If it's possible to just see that as a stepping stone to go into, there's just movement happening. You can experience impulse. You can trace it back where it disappears. Okay. 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 So softer, even softer. Tracing it back. Stay there. The back, wherever you trace things back, to stay there. 
Ya, ya. And another way to see it is that attention isn't grasping at the phenomenal world, you know? Because that's the thing that breaks down with seeing the truth. Is that that thing that gets engrossed in the world, it's like, oh God, where was, where was that energy that kind of connected out to the world? It's gone. It, it just, oops, what was that? <laughs> Do you know? That engagement, that level of intensely being in an experience, wiring, gone. Do you see? And a kind of an equanimity or a softness about all that is happening in the movement is there because sure it's lost its authenticity. Because you what you are is not a player in it. The form is moving, the character is doing its thing, but sure that's just energy faffing about, you know. So you said that in the past that and I guess this morning that we're talking about pure perception and this can be arrived at, I think you said once, quote, this can be arrived at by yourself, unquote. And then you said something this morning about the mind can do this, can yes. get this far. Yes, it can. So. <laughs> yeah. And okay, then you've talked about the crack. Well, then that's the end of it. I mean, there's, the, there's nothing left. The mind can't go any further than that. So that's to ask what happens after that is is the me coming back? <laughs> is it not? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But you know the every path is different. Yeah. You know, so so it breaks when it breaks, it cracks when it cracks. Uh-huh. You okay. know, when yeah. there's pure perception, like Jeff Foster saying yesterday, you know post-enlightenment, all this crap came up about his relationship with his father. And the first position that was held, oh, I've transcended the ego. And then it was like, this is just arrogance, actually. What's going on here? You know, and there was another thing to to be loosened up, you know. So you can never say never. You can never say something is the last step. But what we can do is reduce the Mm -hmm. thinking mind to just the working mind. Yes, we can do that. And if the thinking mind rears up with something else, some other little bit of stickiness or not, who knows? It'll stop when it'll stop. Okay, so Jeff is talking about the, the, the residual vasanas. Yeah. In effect. Yeah. Okay, that's, that goes on. Some cons- concept was, was believed into existence, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Something didn't see, didn't see the organicness of life. You know, there was a position held, oh, I'm beyond this. So that concept was believed. That was the one that had to. It's like, no, the authentic thing is here. What's going on with this person? You know, and then she broke immediately. Me here to be very careful about getting technical. Okay. <laughs> Watch that. But does the, what, what Jeff Foster was talking about does does it make any dissent to say that that's the I thought coming back, the me coming back. Is, is it? It was a position being held. You see, there isn't a me at all. Yeah. It's, it gets very, very subtle. There, there isn't a me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but a position was held. There was a position. 
something was not fluid in relationship to, to how his father was, was getting angry with, because of the Alzheimer's. So there was a position held. Yeah. Rather than, it's like a position of, well, I'm going to have a cigarette. It's a position. Yeah. You know, a perspective was held. And actually, pure perception is just, just fluid. It's just fluid. It just responds. Mm -hmm. Just responds. It doesn't hold a position. Do you know? It needs to hold a position if it's doing practical stuff, of course. But, but well, it's something what like Jeff that. was saying. It's just, it's just the, the ocean waving. Yes, it's, it's just in the that ocean particular waving. timeless moment. Yes. Yes. The, the ocean is waving in that yes. particular way. Yes. So you can almost say, so what? Yes, but do you see the difference that, that what caused the blind spot was that he was holding a position. I'm beyond this. Mm -hmm. I've transcended this. Rather than, rather than, sure, this is just life. This is just life continuing. Ah, okay. You see? That's when it, yeah. when it's an ocean waving, it yes. breaks the position. It breaks the position. Okay. The position must be held by something that, that's believing the movie in that moment. So, in theory, if this illusionary me comes back, that's just the ocean waving. Yes. Yes, that's just the ocean waving. Yeah. But it's known it's the ocean waving. That's it. It's known. Yeah. Is that the same as just believing? The ocean waving is just believing is happening? A position is held, believing is happening? No, because the way they, you know, they talk about the, the waves and the ocean is that it's all the one. It's all the one. It's just manifesting as something different just for the heck of it. Um, believing something is a bit deeper again because then we've, we've, we've got somebody who believes something. We're back now into the solid me, you, and something happening to relate, connect the three <coughs> together because they are separate. Do you see? So I do, and I'm wondering about wondering if the believing necessarily believing oh, is just the verb. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. From believing just the verb, yeah. yeah. If believing is happening, it's just a wave, just believing, but nothing being believed, just the wave. I see now what you're saying. That's just the wave. Not a problem. Not sticky. <clears throat> believing okay. happens. And then if the and then if an eye has gotten in that, it's just deeper and stickier. Yeah, then there's somebody believing something. Up, up come the three. But believing happens. All the verbs happen. Yeah. But they're not connected to a before and after or a product and a subject. The subject and the object is the problem. So what I'm getting is that like, there's kind of an in-between like you were saying, Jeff, I wasn't there, I don't know, but yeah. not happy with his dad or something. Yeah. And so something was still, a position was still held. Yes. A belief was still imagined as true. Exactly, exactly. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a solid eye imagining Correct. the belief is true. And it can go that way too. Correct. Okay. On the money. On the money. <coughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was, I know you listened to Carl Rennes yesterday, I was there. Um, I, 
it was always the question how to, what, you know, how do we get this? And of course, it was impossible to ask him any sort of thing because it was very apparent that any place that I would want to come from or know I'd come from is not there. Yes. Uh, it just doesn't work. And, and I've been so taken aback by anything that I think is not real. Yes. But that's the way, or it's invalid or whatever. Yes. I'm kind of stuck on that, actually, because even all of the questions we have here appear to me as coming from a mental process looking for something when in reality we already have what we're looking for. Of course we do. And the whole, what you say quite eloquently in your last chapter of your book, I, I stuck, read that three times and my God, what am I doing this for? Yeah. I'm going to continue looking when it's yes. right here, you know, but yes. I'm not seeing it. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm stuck on that. Yes. But again, that presupposes, oh, there's a need to be stuck. Yes. And then, and even then, I will start thinking, oh, aren't I clever to see this little thing? You know, and sure. <laughs> sure. This is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is there somebody looking for something? Is that a believed thought? I don't know. Okay. If it's not... It's not readily apparent if there is. Ah. Is there a believed thought that things can get better? Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay, this one is solid. Yeah. Well, they can't. They won't. <laughs> the perception of them will change. Of the uh, perception? Of, of the world. Choosing to see something as bad news or good news. This softens and made things be as they are. Thank God. Kicks in. You can do that now. The judgment of bad, good, I like, I, I don't like. This can stop now. It's not that everything changes, it's just that the judgment of I don't like. If desire is gone, there's no way of knowing that that doesn't make me happy and I want this. If there's no desire running, Sure, how it is, is always fine. It's always the same. I'm letting this sink in. Because I'm, I'm trying to think if that's what I do, and I'm not certain that I do. Yeah. Um, as far as accepting the external world. Yeah. Okay, what I perceive as external. Yeah. But the internal process, again, there's this drive, enlightenment. Well, yeah. You know, kind of Truth, freedom, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and there's that old statement: the only thing getting in the way of your enlightenment is the belief that you're not enlightened. Yes. Well, I'm not going to believe that one. Yeah. Because I've, otherwise, that becomes just a falsehood. Absolutely. Good for you. That's yeah. Very so good. Yeah. I know it's sort of, I've spoken to people. There's, there's a reality to this. Yes. In other words, like as you referred to yourself the other day, the Jack person. Yeah. You know the Jack person, entity, knows that something's going on, but she doesn't know what it is. Yes. Um, but I'm not, that I can't say. Yeah. Um, am I making sense here? You are. You are. <coughs> you are. And I'm not even 
for sure where the question's going. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think it's just a sense of frustration too. Yeah, it, it, but, but I'm interested in the fact that you readily responded, oh yeah, something yeah, will get better. I know, and that's like, yeah. and, and that, that struck me too. Yeah, um, yeah, something will get better. What's wrong with what's happening now? There's some incompleteness. How do you know? How, how, how can you say that? Well, that's the sense. And, and, where, and go deeper into that sense. What, what? It's here, I think. Okay. It's deep. Yeah. Maybe that's just a, a bought idea too, you know? I'm wondering, is that just an idea that you've bought a long time ago, maybe? Or, or, or do you actually have evidence that there's something incomplete? That's I'm worth just, investigating, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'll sit there. Yeah. yeah. Percolate that one, yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I kind of want to go back to the way um, that you were talking about. And just... Seeing it as a way, not necessarily going anywhere, doing anything, but just observing the way. Which I can do, but it's then there are other things that kind of are necessary in life in regard to naming things or pursuing something. I don't know, going to the grocery store for groceries. Uh huh. It's like I want these specific things. <coughs> I guess what I'm asking is between not naming and not having any perception about anything that's in front of us to doing life. Why is there a conflict or a potential conflict? You know, I don't know. Um, perhaps there isn't, but it just seems like when I would need to buy a loaf of bread, I have to name the bread. Do ya? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring in a... For something specific. And that's the only example I can think of, right? Okay, so let's put another perspective on top of this. Okay. The thinking mind and the working mind. We're dissolving the thinking mind and the, in this approach. To buy love bread is the working, working mind. Okay. Working mind, not a problem. But you've got to be very honest with yourself that one isn't masquerading as the other. Uh-huh. Can you talk yeah. more about that, about the, the working mind and the, and the other mind? Yeah, it's just two faculties. Mm-hmm. Um, so the working mind is, is, is the, the practical side of you that knows how to, you know, mm-hmm. answer the phone and... and and it, these are just social skills, living skills, things, things that we learn. It's part of life. Not a problem. How we think, 
oh dear, this is what's land is in, land, has landed you in the soup, imagining that you're separate. Because these are the downloaded cultural package that one unravels on this path, huh? Because it's taken to be real. Like you were talking about like desires, that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh. All thoughts. I'm not talking about planning. Planning is the working mind. I'm not talking... Fantasy is the thinking mind. Sort of on automatic is the working mind then. Yeah. It, it's the practical, common sense. It's that. Okay. It doesn't Without have any... desire. It doesn't have okay. fantasy. It doesn't have any of that. It doesn't, you know, have judgment. It doesn't do any of that. This is all the thinking mind. This is all the garbage that causes the suffering. Okay. So living in life, that's the working mind. That, that's not a problem. For some, it, that shuts down too for a while and there's an, you know, a few days of a transition of not being able to take care of yourself. This happens at times. Or if a samadhi involuntary, well, samadhi is always pretty involuntary. If samadhi rises up, working mind, gone. You know? It's like, you know. Okay. You know, so it's the thinking mind we're after. So when that thinking mind goes, then fantasies go. I think you said once that fantasies is just a digging deeper and deeper into the story. Mm. Yeah, it's just desire-based stuff. Right? Desire-based. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe they happen as a wave, but there's uh, nobody there who notices them or something. I don't know yeah. if they happen or not because you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't watch what mind yeah. is doing like it's of no interest to who uh -huh. to what do you know yeah, it's a, here again it's just that, that ocean, yeah ocean waving yeah so maybe it does run those things i don't know it's not yeah. seen it's not registered so uh -huh. yeah, yeah, great. Mm. you said something before about the, the confusion between the thinking mind and the working mind yeah the one the can masquerade one, as the other one masquerading as the other uh, so a way to, to kind of know that would be if there's um, judgment or... Yeah, desire. Uh, desire, okay, desire. Desire is always a pretty hot one. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting back to the loaf of bread, let's mm. say, you're going, to go, you're going to go to the store and buy a loaf of bread, yeah. and there's no bread in the house. Yeah. Uh, so you just go to the store and buy the bread. Yes. That would be common sense. Yes. Life happening. Life happening as it happens. Yeah. And the thinking mind on top of that would be, oh, if I don't buy this bread, um, you know, we're going to starve or whatever. Yeah, you know, sure. There's some... Sure. Um, mm, and as I'm out there, I might get some cake and, you know, I'm going to try spelter a little wheat bread this time. And it's like, let it, keep it simple. Bread is needed, let bread be bought. If it comes or it's sold out, so what? Oh, I see. So there's that on top of it. <laughs> They're all desires, no? I'm just naming desires around. I'm just throwing in some desires around contaminating the buying of bread. So if the bread, you, type of bread you wanted isn't there, you get very angry. Oh, that's desire. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you can also worry about they may not have. <laughs> yeah, the thinking mind does this thing. Yeah. The idea of lack. 
Yeah, yeah. What if they don't have? <laughs> what if they don't have? What a crisis. Mm. So all the conditioning is part of the thinking mind. Correct. Correct. I'd like to hear more about addiction. Thinking is all about addiction. Yes. Your life is so full of beguiling fantasies and things you impossible desires and worries and what about this and we need this and this is so much part of this this is what we think of as human life it's so much part of experience and and i know you're not advocating one of the the three big ways as i've heard of working with our desire is just to follow the rules like a good buddhist or a good christian follow the rules and just don't do it you know then there's another one the basic part is you know, you want that loaf of bread? Well, just turn that into a flowery, altruistic, may I eat this bread in order to liberate all sentient beings? <laughs> 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 oh, wonderful. Bullshit. That's yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. The last one is the Vajrayana bullshit. It's like this, I am God eating this bread. Yeah. The bread is the same as me. You know, it's another level of bullshit. Yes, you know? this is all thinking mind all of the thinking three. Mind. It is, yeah. With this incredible layer of addictive behaviors, it hurts us, and yet, as Ramakrishna said, the camel eats the thorns, even though its mouth bleeds, but it still eats the thorns. What do we do with ourselves? We're so about this. We're so what do we do with ourselves? <laughs> it'll spin out when it'll spin out, huh? Mm. <laughs> it'll spin out when it'll spin out. The more things that you can see, though, that's a good way of, of not being a slave of it. That's what we're taught. We're taught just to, we're not it ultimately, and finally we've begun to understand it. So be with it, we're humans, and this is the way it is, and, and who said it was bad? No, it's not bad, but desire will cause suffering. Yes, it does. And if there's a sufferer, the sufferer thinks it's bad. <laughs> but it's not bad in and of itself. Of course it's not. Nothing is bad or good or anything. It's all same same. Like St. Christ and Buddha had lots of troubles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's a distance from desire, it's like, oh, the mind is going to run amok with this now. With this wanting a loaf of bread. Okay. Let's see. The body will buy it or it won't. Let's see what happens. Pull back. Another way to possibly deal with the notion of desire is to observe the desire arising without an attachment to it. Easier said than done, but yes. But yes. Yeah. <coughs> There's usually easy. a... I'm just saying sure. another way to observe the desire sure. and let it arise without attachment. Attachment. Yes. And then if there is no attachment, the desire would fade away. That's right. Possibly. That's right. Or it might be met. Or it might be met. Or it might, not, it be, might, be, yeah. or it might yeah. not be met. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah, so what? Yeah. Yes, there is a so what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, well, that's, what, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You're just putting clearer language on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's desire, and let's see what happens. That's the non-attachment part. So, yeah, you, the guy in the blue shirt, did you have your hand up earlier? No? I was going to ask you another question on desire, but I'm thinking I'm getting it. Um, 
predict a loaf of bread, I have this juicy desire, the soulmate uh, uh-huh. ideal intimacy, and I see the fantasy part of that that yeah. floated on that. But then there's this organic flow of just uh, companionship and and just natural affinity, friends, family. Yes. So I think I, it's still just watching it, and if it's an yes. organic flow, it happens without all of the longing and yes. fantasy. Yes, and knowing your gut that it's fine if it happens or it doesn't happen. Can that be there? It just gets tricky. Join the uh, online dating site or not. <laughs> what things do I put on? <laughs> An organic flow might be, I don't know. Uh, it's, just, it's just one of those things where I realize I have a lot of fantasy about. Yeah, sure, sure. It's, it's a biggie. Yeah. Okay. If 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 there's an addiction to that fantasy, can you see that when that fantasy runs? Okay. How is that fantasy? Is it fun? Is it nice? Can you hang out there? Or does it actually kind of? Is it nice? And as you as you as you think about that fantasy, it eventually turns into pain. Has it started showing you that it's kind of... Oh, it's loops of up and down roller coaster from pain of longing and feeling lonely to excitement of the fantasy to anger that I don't have it and frustration. It's a whole yeah. fun ride. Yeah. Okay. So on that whole loop, <clears throat> is there more pain or is there more pleasure? Where is it at these days? Is it worth it? 50-50, I think. Is it? Okay. It will turn. And it will, you'll see that it's more about suffering than, than the buzz. Let it become not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then you won't spin that loop anymore. And But you might find yourself on a dating site, independently of, of having that loop running. Because that's just the thinking mind. The working mind might still pursue it. But, but if it does that, it's just life happening. You might or might not meet somebody. Who cares? There's a subtlety of just watching and not getting involved with a story and a fantasy. And then I'm, I'm a licensed therapist, so there's awareness of relationships and, and things. And, and um, just, it's... I don't want to put myself in double indemnity by saying, oh, I shouldn't have this when it's just an organic flow. And yet I don't. And so it's finding that balance where I'm not into the fantasy and yet I'm not criticizing myself for something organic. It's a verb. It's happening. Yes. Yes. Is that symptomatic of how you live? Are there a lot of I shoulds, I shouldn't? Is that, is this, is this, an example of, of, is this unique in your life or is there, this an example of, of a pattern that there are lots of pros and cons or a lot of thinking about what to do and what not to do? Oh, I just, that's my major loaf of bread. Okay. Okay, that's your major loaf My favorite. That's where it's most intense, so. Yeah, sure. Okay. Nothing is lost or nothing is gained about being in a soulmate relationship. There is nothing lost and there's nothing gained. 
It's actually same, same if it happens or if it doesn't. It's same, same. Whatever experience is going to happen to that body-mind form, it can only be perfect. But mind places a value system and things to be lost and something to be gained. And this is the thinking mind. Huh? If you were to see how many relationships you've had in your head, I'd say it would be an interesting little thing to look at. <laughs> Do you know? This is a thinking mind, huh? <coughs> and saying that it's same, same, if you have one or if you don't, doesn't mean, oh my God, because mind will automatically say, oh no, 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 that means I can't have one, or, you know, <coughs> that might never happen, or I have to give up this. And it's like, yeah, go through that now. Go through <coughs> that. Go through that. I've had satories of just fullness of presence. And so intellectually, I have a memory of knowing there's nothing more full than presence. Yes. And sometimes I'll, are you kidding? This desire of a great relationship in the future, it's not going to be more full if you're fully relaxed in presence. But I'm not always fully relaxed in presence. Sure. So it looks good sure. in comparison. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this desire runs, huh? If it happens, if it doesn't happen, same, same. It's just, it's just mind pumping ideas, you know. It's just chewing on stuff. Even if it comes, the idea of relationship, it will have to go. Everything comes and goes. Is that experience absolutely needed by that form? Maybe yes, maybe no. But it will only come to you if it's absolutely needed. Take the shortcut and make things play as they will. does seem to? Sort of, uh, it will reappear. Okay. Um, okay. And, so, and yeah, I know there's, there's a piece of me that says, that's not what is. That's not permanent. It's just something I've created or been created. Yes. And trying to fill. Yes. And that's, that, that I can see in my activity, the things I do. Yes. Isn't it a clever move of consciousness, of manifestation, to, to, to create an experience of emptiness, to start a whole series of lifetime of motion, so that, so that you can be trying to fill something that was actually just a piece of imagination? Isn't it magnificent? Pretty yeah, pretty clever. It's pretty clever. That's all it is. Just a simple idea. Yeah. 
just it, it's all it is, no? It's just just some a re, something registered as a sensation of emptiness somewhere. And look at what it's given rise to. They'll collapse together. They can only collapse together. One needs the other. The activity of the emptiness? Or the yes, yes. The belief in that experience that there is an emptiness, which of course you know will collapse if you, if you look into it, it collapses. It's about nothing. It's just an experience you're running or a memory you're running or some little file back there, you know? But it's needed for manifestation to do all this searching. It's what made the search possible. You could say the same analogy for the need to understand. And so working to understand would make the same sort of loop and then collapse together. Um, um, understanding, though, it depends the motivation. It depends the motivation. Because the motivation of that search that that gentleman is talking about is, is a, a registered sensation of emptiness. Okay? So the understanding, it would be motivated by a belief in lack of understanding? Or what? I don't know, I just made it up. All right, okay. <laughs> okay. Hard telling where the motivation is. Okay. Yes. Probably just a possibility. Yeah. Possibilities are to be explored. If there's a possibility yes. of understanding. It's more a possibility, yes. And it should be explored. Yes. As long as I'm here, let me ask about uh, some of the metaphors used. Uh, we, we now have a desire that one can distance oneself from and gain a little perspective. Can you mix that metaphor with the metaphor of the movie screen and the character? Uh, I'm back at the part of you put a desire onto moving to pure perception? No, I'm, I'm after the... Uh, several conversations ago as we look at having a desire. Okay. And being able to just look at the desire. Yeah. You referred to that as distancing oh, right, okay. oneself from it. Okay. Being able to see it from slightly afar. Yeah. Somehow I'd like that metaphor to go along with the character on the movie screen. Okay. The movie screen seems to, I don't quite understand that metaphor. Okay. It seems to be a way of disidentifying from, from the character. Okay. Is it the same distancing? Okay. Yeah. <coughs> different things work with different capacities yeah. to understand. Yeah. So there's a few different ways that one can interpret the screen metaphor. Please. One is that... Yeah, okay. So one is that... It, it, Mm, yeah, the one I like. So you're, you're in a movie theater and all these just little bits of lights or whatever are there and it's formulating into a picture. But you've got to focus on the picture and see the scene and da 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 and something gets engrossed in what it is. And, and you're convinced it's 3D 
and, and you allow yourself to identify with the hero. And, and you're in there and you're watching the movie and you're in there and the movie is real and your heart is going to fly when somebody's going to be murdered and you, you're, the movie is, you're in there. A good movie will do that, no? It will create identification. Yeah. So, so the thing is, if you soften your perception, rather than looking at the particulars, where there's you looking at something and something is seen, if you soften your perception, they'd be just colors, flicking, changing, and a lot of noise. Not looking at the particulars. If you look at particulars, you'll see particulars. If you're looking at the backjack, you'll see a backjack. It creates the particular, which is all broken up, which is all about separation. Okay? So then, so as an audience member, you can be in there and looking at particulars and the movie's real. Or you can come back and say, okay, there's a lot of noise, but there's no deciphering. That's a siren and that's somebody crying and that's a shotgun. And, and that's really just a lot of lights. I can, I can zone in my vision and, and see that it's whatever a street scene, or, or we can just see it's a lot of lights. Okay. Then it's not real. The it's just a movie. It's not real. Now, are you the hero in there, which requires a particular level of identification getting in there? Or maybe you're, the, maybe you're the screen, that all this faffing about and apparent life, which isn't really real, it's just energy moving. All of this apparent life is moving about and faffing about and doing these things. Is attention on all those moving images or is attention on the screen, which is just like there, regardless of what comes and goes, still unchanging, not affected. If somebody sets a building on fire in the movie as a scene, the screen doesn't burn. No matter what happens, it's not touched at all by whatever life scenes are playing. And that's how it's use useful for people. Do you know? Are you the screen? Or are you a character in the movie? Are, is that movie real? Which one are you looking at? Which one can you identify with? But, but then I suppose in the, in, in the work that goes on through Jack is like, okay, movie screen? Yeah, you're the movie screen. But don't, don't settle there either because it's objectifying what you are. It's, it's yet another position. And, and my work would be prior to all positions, prior to all positions. But it's a useful stepping stone. You know? It seems like all the relationship is the same as the movie, too. I mean... Yes. All relationship and is the movie. emotion that it generates. And, you know, you don't see Meryl Streep. You see a nun or whatever. Or Margaret Thatcher or whatever. Yeah. And um, they're just as empty. They're, they, the other is empty until... I project something onto them. Or... That's right. That's right. Yep. It's useful to look at it. Yeah. Way, I guess. Yeah. Interpretation, huh? I like it better than being nihilistic about nobody being there. Yeah, because that's just a concept. You you gotta you gotta work your way to where it's seen that there's nobody there. There's no point in buying that concept because it just means cutting off all of the understanding that's necessary. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it has been seen, but there's something that doesn't want to see that. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Changing the subject, if I can. Um, 
what I want to ask about depression and medication. I don't want to ask. Let me start there. <laughs> I don't want to ask. I'm desperately don't, you know, not liking this, but I can't not ask. Sure. Sure. Oh, I have to ask a question now. No, you don't. Oh. I'm just going to see what happens, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I'm just sitting here. Let's see. You will, you won't. No worries, no pressure. I wouldn't mind feeling this fucking shitty all the time if I didn't have to go out in the world and work a job. I don't really mind. I mean, I do, sort of. But I gotta live. I got a family. I, you know, yeah. I have to work. Yeah. And I am on medication. And before I went on medication, it was, you know, suicide was looking like a pretty good option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because of needing to go out in the world, if I could just stay in that little hole, you know. But I'm, you know, it's just hard. Yes. Life. I'm yes. So depressed. Yes. Yes. And I just want to know if there's any other ways to navigate it besides medication, or you know, I just don't know. Have you tried other ways? Yeah. Yeah, the whole way. Uh, you know, natural, self-help, healing. Did you give it a genuine effort? Yeah. And what was it that didn't yield? What? I know it's a simple question, but I don't quite understand what you're asking me. Um... I don't know what I'm asking myself. <clears throat> so this experience of depression is happening and you go for help. What, what, what was the experience? If we group all the alternative ways together, what's the experience? Is it that you weren't heard or it was deeper than what they had skills to do or that something wasn't ready to be released? Okay, so Story, the kind of, yeah, how come the, that? The line of the story. Yeah, the line of what didn't work. Um, okay. Where's the resistance? It's that. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's all right. It's deep. It's that. Um, it, um, yeah, take your time. Take your time. And I'm just kind of throw it out because yeah. I'm really honest. I, I, yeah, there's nothing um, else. That's... I'm so stupid and I'm so far gone and I'm so helpless that no amount of anything would be able to help. So what would be of help? 
Well, guns work. But I don't like that, really. <clears throat> so being so far gone that different interventions don't work, there will be something motivating that underneath. I'm going to go straight for the juggler here. Yeah. Is it a desire to be special, to be different, to be unique, to be so profoundly depressed that nobody can fix it? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You've got to find this out. You've got to find this out. There's some level of identity that's not yielding, not surrendering, not, not exposing itself here in order to keep the show going. It's interesting that. Uh -huh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's you're right in there. I can't quite get to it, but it's yeah. right, it's right in there. It's it's about um, it's about like love or um, being lovable or um, worth it. You know, I mean, an old story is that I wasn't worth the space I took up on Earth, but I don't really feel that way. But maybe that's what this. The spread is. If you don't feel that way, no, I'm after something that really resonates in your gut. Could have been a spin-off from that experience, but that experience seems to have lost its potency. Mm. It's just story now. When you talk mm. about it, it doesn't, doesn't, sh mm. it doesn't rattle. So, when you ask me a question yeah. before... So, so you said that I'm so stupid or I'm so far gone that this, this is why I, it just couldn't touch you. It couldn't lift you out of it, the alternatives. So it's about something coming in from outside. That's what it is. It's about something coming in. It's like I need something up here. Okay. And it shows up as a someone. Yes. There's got to be someone yes. that what, what is powerful or will love me enough it, even that that used to be the story but that doesn't it's it doesn't feel it's um it's okay keep going it's better than me you can call me up i don't know i don't know it's about is it about somebody seeing you really seeing you well i mean i guess the word sometimes is like, can't someone help me? Can't you just help me? What is wrong with everyone? It wouldn't take that much. Just fucking pull me up. Okay. I don't understand. And I'm not really feeling that right now. Yeah, sure. Obviously, sure. this is Let it come. It let is. it come. Let it come. It's like, can't anyone pull me up? Am I not worth it? I don't know. I don't really, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. And then I'm mad at myself because I want someone else to do it, you know, that blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. And, you know, there's some, like, a lot of life unfairnesses. Yeah. In there. Yeah. <clears throat> Am I not special enough? Maybe, maybe there's something there. Am I not worth it? 
And then I sometimes wonder, is this hole that I'm, this hole that I'm struggling so hard not to fall in, is that where I'm supposed to go anyway? I don't understand. You know? But it feels like when you're in this hole and you have your two hands up there for somebody to grab, that you've actually set your own feet into two concrete buckets, buckets of concrete. Right, it's right. I'm making it impossible. You're making it impossible. <clears throat> who would you be without depression then, huh? Yeah, who would I be? Mm -hmm. How would you know yourself? The who you think you are person, you know? Right, how would I know myself? What would you think about? Right. It's a lot of thinking time on any day. Yeah. And depression is a, a mighty dominant one, yeah. you know? What would you do with all that headspace? What would I do if I actually, what would I do with if I actually weren't stupid and too helpless and too yes. you know, horrible to help? And yes. What would I do with that? Yes. You know, that's the too big for your bridges. Yes. And there were times that I, that was okay until I was, when I was told you're too big for your bridges, that was it. Okay. That was really bad. This is a very... I was, oh, I was shining, man. Mm. And, and that happened, or mm. however many times it happened, that just sliced me down. And okay. I, it's kind of like, I won't go there. Yeah. I won't. There is no shine, really, because it's too painful somehow. Okay. It's too Okay, so safer to have your feet in concrete then. It'll stop you from shining, huh? And I'm stuck. I mean, I can intellectually get. Yeah. Like you're saying that, I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah. You know, who needs therapy for that? I totally get it. Yeah. But it's. So it doesn't crack the concrete. So you're afraid of what you could be, or are you afraid of the failure of Both. not being what you could be? Both. You're gonna to have to find the courage, then, aren't you? To see what you can be, or whether you'll fail at being what you can be without depression, without this ball and chain. You don't have to look at success and the ever, you know, ever visible threat of failure. The two of them are going to have their game, and, and you, you, you know. You shine or you won't shine, but you're going to have to have the courage to let that play either way. At the moment, you don't. It's safer for you to stay in a bucket of concrete. <coughs> Maybe they were right. Maybe you never amount to anything, huh? So safer not to just chance it. Fuck them.
God, how did I, you know, and how did this run? I mean, like, all these years have passed, and I kind of look back, and I don't feel like I've been here for all these years, because I'm just kind of, yeah. you know, I yeah. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. Ah, oh, don't be embarrassed. It plays as it does. What could you do? What could you do? So, what does it look like to... In your belly to know that, okay, I'm either going to shine or I'm going to fail. And I'm prepared to let it fall either way. And it's only me doing this for me. If you can sit with that sentence in your belly, okay. Okay, our shift can come. Well, I feel like I've had a lot of experience with the failure. Of course, that's what you recognize. Because that'll put you back in your box. But it's almost like any steps you've taken, you've done with the, with the, well, if I kind of anticipate failure, then it won't hurt so bad when it happens. So but, I have to clear out the, how, what, what I was using for the movement. Yes. Kind of. That's right. It has to be. Bang on. It has to be. It has to be mine. clean and yours. Right. Not the. No. You're too big for your bridges. No, you can't come from that place anymore. It's, it, that's, that's going to keep you where you are. Because you keep pulling it with you. Right. Because, you know, deep down, I, none of this really matters. I don't yeah. give a crap. I don't give a crap if I. The way it's turned out yeah. is fine, except yeah. that it's not fine because of all of this. Yeah. I don't care if I make a lot of money. I yeah. Mean, it'd be nice. It seems like it would be easier. Sure, sure, sure. But if that, I don't, I really do. Sure. I don't care. Sure, of course. But there's this stuff Yeah, that this self-sabotage that you're running. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very clean experiment. I'm sorry, but could you, how do yeah. you keep it clean? If, if, because what you're doing is you're stepping on a clean slate yeah. of like, let's see what I can do. Don't tell anybody you're doing this because mm -hmm. you're going to set up an expectation for yourself and of course you'll fail. It has to be just me. It has to be just you doing it for you. Only you is watching to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And it's a game. Let mm -hmm. it be light. It's a game. <coughs> it's totally a game. All of life is just a game. So, so okay, clean slate. Let's see. Gonna just jump in with two feet. I'll succeed or I'll fail. And either way, I don't care. Let's see. It's just an experiment. Let the experiences be had with no dragged memory from the past. No programming from the past. None. Failure is fine. Success is fine. They don't, they're the same. Right. You know I, they're the same. I understand that. Yeah, like somewhere. Okay, now you have to come from that gut. Yeah. And so when you sit, you know, step on this clean slate. And then just see what arises as far as like what I'm like actually physically trying in this realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more or it's an it approach. More, or is it le okay? It's more about. It's not about like 
setting a goal and achieving it or not. It might look it? like that. It might look like that. But I'll be shown it's an approach. It is that or not. It's more about yeah. where I'm starting from. That's right. And, okay. Yeah, it's training <clears throat> the mind to, to live each day in a cleaner, fresher way. Instead of dragging around that other identity with you, you know? Which is, you know, well and truly rotten at this point. Yeah. You're so sick of it, like. See how it stews. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to clarify something. When Tom was talking about the hole or you know, the bridges or any of this stuff, it, it's created initially to kind of, you had said, to bring us to a point where we are right now. Is that? Am I hearing that right? Like whether we feel lack or whole or depressed or whatever that initial bondage okay. kind of is, that was created to get us to a point where we are. No, it's know? more... That, that sentence could be said if there is a you who's going someplace, but there isn't. Okay. There isn't lack. But, but manifestation works to create ideas. It just creates every version of an idea. And very often, there's a domino effect with ideas. And so the idea of lack will keep you searching for sure. But all it is, is that manifestation does lack. And manifestation tries to fulfill the lack. It's like a dog chasing its tail. It just keeps the circle going. Yeah, manifestation just keeps looking for itself because it imagines it's lost itself. Then what were you, you said something about, oh, okay, maybe it was what you said was then the manifestation that we create keeps us spinning towards the search or whatever it is. Yeah, and again, you've got manifestation keeps us. There is, there really is no us. There really isn't. Yeah. There really isn't. Manifestation is dreaming you. There isn't you, a you that is independently a product of manifestation. There isn't. The ideas that are running through that woman's head that I'm looking at is manifestation. There isn't a woman having those thoughts. That is manifestation. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Knowing that and then just living. <coughs> who'd be living? And who'd be knowing that? It's like mind is trying to pick up a set of tools now that they can go along with again, and it's like, huh? Who, who's that one who's doing that? Funny, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting the organic flow of this gathering. Um, I started probably part of this 28 years ago. 
I'm 60 years old. This body is 60 years old. Oh, you're looking fresh for it. <laughs> when this body was two years old, my mother at 19 died in three days of polio. And the story in my family is I was in my crib and they saw me standing up my crib and my grandmother said light was in the room and I was saying, don't go, mommy. And so the story in my family is she came, her spirit came to see me and then the phone rang and they said she was gone. And it wasn't until I was about 32 that I realized, oh, I've never lived with a woman. Maybe I have some blockage. And I started working on it, body work and rolfing and therapy. And after 28 years of working on this stuff, it's like the shadow root of my longing for relationship. And even though some of it was such a gut level, visceral, emotional thing of the baby's contraction and an adult longing and unconscious sadness, it's all just a story. Mm -hmm. But I needed appropriate therapies that gave me safety to uh, even be able to look at it because it was unconscious from the time I was a little baby. And the fact that I'm sitting next to this lady and I'm a licensed therapist, and I've worked on it for 28 years myself, I understand it, I'm, I'm able to look at this that I used to take like the most dramatic, serious, gut-wrenching movie on a very personal level and just go, oh, it's just a story. Yes. And there's all kinds of effects with this story yes. that are very real, Yes. but it's no different than any other story. But it yes. took me time and TLC to be able to even see it because it was like a solid steel wall of anger or fear or stuff inside mm -hmm. me that I really couldn't see clearly. It was so close and so deep that I couldn't really be objective to it. Yes. And it took a long time to let the light come in with a lot of help. <clears throat> yes. So uh, I come here from Nevada and I know a great therapist right here in Encinitas that I come to from time to time that's spiritual and energetic and gently allows you to go into whatever's happening in your field. But uh, I just wanted to say that, that there's support uh, for people. It's Sure. We want to have an instant cure. Like the other question that came up for me after listening to your video was used to see everything, or auras and ghosts and stuff. And I was thinking, wow, maybe she could see me and see like a little drain plug of the one emotional thing in me that she could bring my attention to. Just go, that's it right there, Steve. You notice that? Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> but that was a fantasy I had about you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if there was something to be fixed. Huh? someone yeah but then about therapy it's prolonging the me it's prolonging the story there's a, there's sometimes when you just have no option but to go into therapy mm -hmm. because you, you can't get distance from the identification sometimes that experience needs to be had huh and then there are times when it just continues the all about me paying money to talk all about the me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have the wisdom to know which is which is playing. Mm -hmm. There's that notion we're all very familiar with about you know, all these stories. You know, Byron Katie, all this work about stories. The story of me, the story of the world, the story of the suffering people in Africa, the story about the whole world, all the stories, the all stories. The stories. 
then all of us, we think we're sitting here and we're having our thoughts about each other and we think this is another kind of story. But yes. Somehow we think this is a little realer than the other kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> but this, they're exactly equivalent. Of course they are. It's exactly all story. Equivalent. It's all moving material. No matter how sophisticated, how politically correct, what kind of a value your conditioning puts on it, it's all bunkum, all story. All of it. None of this is real. Anything that comes out your mouth is not real. Anything that mind can come up with is a lie. All of it. I'd love to hear, I could talk about it, I'd love to hear you talk about our favorite creation myth in our culture is atoms and molecules and evolution and this is our creation myth. And uh, it's something that I love when they say, well, you know, these traditional systems of beliefs, let's say, oh, gee, they swear so well with modern science. And they're equal. They're just equally stories. Yes. Yes, the Australopithecus was a story. Yeah. Yeah. The string theory is a, is a story. Yes. Uh, the fact that, or what they say is they're Saturn. If you look in a telescope and you see something out there, they call it that Saturn, and it's far away, and it's a gaseous planet, it's a giant. Someday we'll go visit it. That's also the story. Yeah. And it's like, this is so uh, exquisitely beautiful. It's terrifying and beautiful. Yes. Terrifying because the mind, look, well, this must be true. And you say, is that so? You know, maybe not. <laughs> the notion of suffering, the notion of psychology, the notion of therapy, the notion of, of you know, I love what you're saying about the notion, the hope that someday we'll fix it. It's, you know, if we can just figure it out, it's going to be a lot better. Mm. That whole thing, which is also, you know, it's just another. It's bit. just another story. Yes. Another story. Yes. And what's happening here is a story, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is just another scene in the movie. It's a bit hopeless, huh? <laughs> 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 Jack, several times you, on Saturday you said, what to do? I mean, and I said, well, come on, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, and every time you said, what to do? And I said, come on, what do we do? Uh, <laughs> okay, what do you do? <laughs> Doing happens. Doing. Do you know? That's just the movement in the movie. <laughs> rhetorical question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a trying question. There was a Spanish friend of mine who says, uh, he had to do his accent, he says, God is useless. It's so (laughs) 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 But you you could throw something out. (laughs) (laughs) Has it something to do with it? (laughs) But the form won't be able to stop doing. The mind can't stop doing. It just plays with these ideas as if it has control. Not at all. No, no. That's, that's very fair. Yeah, it's just a puppet. The Tom character is a puppet. Yeah. Don't be concerned with them too much. Yeah. Mm. What to do? What to do? <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Get out of the way. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and um, before the words, 
mind has, has invented the bedroom, the pillow, the time I'm waking up, the fact that there's a person in a bed, you know, just taking the colors or memories, whatever, and just recreated the entire thing. You know? uh -huh. Then part of the show says, I'm waking up. What am I going to do today? Oh, shit, I can't get enlightened. <sighs> Every thought I have. But the fact is that the whole thing was constructed before I was there. Before there was a sense of, I'm here. Brain through, you know, consciousness through the brain had just manufactured the entire thing. So, including the one who wakes up. Absolutely. Mm. Or the idea of waking up. Mm. Yeah. The entire thing. Um, so, I like the idea of people saying, well, there's nothing to do. I mean, but unfortunately, I don't, you know. But do everything. What? But do everything. Let everything happen. Yes, but I mean in terms of waking up. Yeah, but don't don't take don't let it's the eyes. If I like it's a story I've been buying, and and yesterday, certainly many people suggested that we give up that that myth that there could ever be. Of course, there isn't. If if mind made all that up, yeah, then this phantom can't wake up. I mean, yeah, no, the phantom can't wake up. But it's not clear to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm in the movie, right? I mean, I'm playing that out. And it, I find it frustrating. Yeah, but actually. you're not in the movie, you see? Consciousness is running. There's a consequence <coughs> of, of that fantastic matrix that kicks in in the morning. And the consequence is that it thinks that separation is real. And so it separates pillow from the floor mat from the woman who's lying in the bed. And, and But it's not you in the movie. You're not in the movie. You can't be in the movie. It's just an idea in consciousness that there's a woman in the movie. Yes. It, it doesn't make a you. Yes. But... Um, How can there be a but? I get you. I mean, but, but still, <laughs> there is. But there's what? Are you in the movie? When you're, you're asking a character in the movie, is she in the movie? I, I, you know, I can, I'm aware of you and me and the people here and the space outside and the space up there, and, you know, and all of that. So, um, in meditation, I can definitely, there, there's definitely a space in which all this is occurring. Are you in the movie?
Arisings, including this stubborn woman. So there's a character that plays like that. Yeah. yeah. One of the ways she plays. Yeah, one of the ways you play. So are you in the movie? There's a nothing, and, and that's yeah, not no, true. No, I was saying that, that uh, I can sense this body as a knot. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, a K and O T. Nuts are okay. Nuts. Yeah, nuts come and go. Yeah. Are you in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Complex <laughs> question, isn't it? <laughs> are you in the movie?
can't be in the movie, I guess. I see the holes in the movie. That idea isn't running now. So that idea isn't running now? Well, probably this moment it, it is, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. I still don't know if she's in the movie, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> still don't know if she's in the movie, but. <laughs> yes. Um, so it seems that there is this, um, um, like this gentleman was talking about coming in and out, and somebody else was saying something about. The certain the way of things that happen, but there seems to be um, strong attachment. Somebody said uh, to tell a story every every minute, every second, mm. um, and some sort of need to not surrender, to not let it go. Mm. and step back all the time. A need to not surrender. Well, surrender happens when surrender happens, you know? Um, the movie has a lot of, or manifestation has a lot of clever ways to ensure its own continuity. Is that what you're speaking about? So why can't I just step back all the time? Why can't you? Is it? Mm -hmm. Well, well, what pulls you in? What What's more interesting? <laughs> I mean, I, I want to believe that that uh, I like the experience of not being I, but at the same time. I like the experience of not being I. <laughs> That's self-contradictory. Right. So there is a time when I don't feel the I, or when, when there is no I. Okay. <laughs> is there somebody there enjoying it while it's there, or is it afterwards? Uh, after, um, I, there, there is, there is 
times when there is no I that I, I remember. Okay. I don't know what happens, but then I becomes obvious. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. So what's more interesting to turn on the eye again? What, what enables that to appear again, that thought? What are the hooks? Fear, Fear of what? So can you see that the idea of losing something isn't there when there's no I? So that the I appears and then it runs the idea that it can lose itself. But it's just not been there. But it comes back with any idea that it can lose itself, having just been lost. <laughs> Something happens that that suggests, oh, you have something has to to be more solid than this nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you better hurry, you better hurry and do something or tell some story. But there, there is some sort of, something happens there, I don't know what happens. Okay. If the sense is that the, 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 the I creates solidity, what it's actually doing from what you're saying, it's actually creating familiarity. You're finding solidity in familiarity because there is nothing as unsolid as this illusion, this movie. It's really unsolid. What you are is seriously solid, totally unchanging, totally still. That's the thing that's solid. But it seems like mind has turned around a, an interpretation to say that whatever is familiar, the habit of that, yeah, I can rest in that because I know it. Get used to the unfamiliar. Get used to seeing every moment as fresh. To break the addiction to familiarity, to habit. It's just a bad habit. so beautiful what you just said that it's not solid no it's not solid at all and what we really are it's a really solid mm. Mm. and I'm just starting to be so comfortable with that ok 
Okay, be sure the eye doesn't grab it now and I it touches it. Okay, all right. I don't know. This is the realm of constant change, you know? Yeah. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. But also, it's, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When someone close to me has died, people say it's shock, but I feel a spacious, I don't feel solid. And everybody goes to eat after the death and the funeral to feel solid again and familiar. Because in that death, it kind of cuts through attachment and there's a spacious and it's uncomfortable, it's strange. There's a space that you're not solid. Yes. Yes. There's a window there when somebody dies. When someone, when she said she was a stubborn woman, and then I just keyed on my mother and everybody, I trust no one. And, and again, this gut level, like first chakra survival of sucking from the navel of wanting security and realizing that's a false path that I can just relax the belly yeah. and allow the space. Yeah. But it's an old habit of just feeling my belly against mom or feeling just this, whether it's food nourishing my belly or a woman's belly against my belly, there's this like longing to feel solid and connected through food or with a person yeah. and feeling comfortable with a kind of death of that habitual way of feeling familiar. Yes. Yes. Don't make familiarity your home, huh? Don't don't make familiarity your home. Every moment is fresh. It's totally fresh. But mind will give you this, just present a, a drug-like feeling of comfort when it will run memory with whatever. You know? It's just a cocktail of thoughts. Every moment is fresh. Completely fresh. <laughs> You're doing all right over there. Uh, <coughs> I don't want to say more than all right. Okay. <laughs> Start laughing because there was a recognition of the Jack characters in the movie too. Yes. Yes. Yep. Really, it <coughs> made sense that both you and 
Carl Rind talked about hopelessness because the spiritual assertions like there's no difference between spiritual or non-spiritual anyway, but you know, once relationship doesn't, or even eating, or success, or money, well, this I'll go. <laughs> you know, it, it's the same thing. Yes. There's no difference. No, there's no difference. And it's almost like if there's no hopelessness, then hope is just gonna. Yes. This will work. This will work. Hope is torture. Torture. Yeah. And at a certain point in your life, you know empirically that relationships don't. That's right. They won't do it. And money, and so it's just, it had to be said, the whole hopelessness thing, because it's like leading to slaughter or something. Yes. (laughs) So it's more suffering. Yes. So does the I character know that it can never be happy, that it'll never, that there is no hope for it? Does it know that it can't find the Holy Grail? There's nowhere for it to be found. There's nowhere to go. There's no one to see, you know. Nothing to achieve. No one to be. Yeah. Life is going nowhere, you know. It's going nowhere. There is a freedom in that, not for any, but it's more like a motivation. Or I don't know. There is some freedom in that. Yes. yes. If that has shown itself, yes. If it's an intellectual idea, then it'll be. Oh no! Don't tell me I'll never get it. You know, and then that's the I not not seeing it, but believing another concept. But if it's actually understood or grokked in your gut. Contraction stops. Seeking stops. Sometimes I like to have a memory of what I think I wondered when I was five. What What I wondered when I want, I sometimes I'll create a memory of what it might have been like. An image of myself when I was five, what Uh I wanted when I was five, and an image of what you wanted when you were 10, and then an image of what you wanted when you were 15 and 20, Uh and then an image of what you wanted six months ago. And then all this changes. It doesn't matter actually if you get it or not get it. When you get it, you get a temporary, there's a hit of happiness, Mm -hmm. and then you want something else. Yes. And when you don't get it, you get a hit of sadness, and then you want something else anyway. And the things I want now is entirely different than the things I wanted even 10 minutes ago. Constantly, constantly changing. Yes. Yes. Don't believe any of that. The things that hurt us. I think, at least I do, I tend to believe that the things that hurt me stay more constant. But they also constantly shift. 
things that are dissatisfying constantly, constantly change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything is moving all the time. Mm. And nothing is about anything. It's mm. just the movement itself is, is, is the nature of how this movie works, how this illusion works. It has to keep moving. That's the thing that makes it um, have the sense of linear time. It's a wonderful phrase by a teacher named Dujong Rishin. He said every parent at that moment still the significance just for that moment. And then everything's different. Just for that moment, it creates a significance. And also, you know, we all experience this room. <clears throat> each one of us experiences a different room. You know, completely different room. So who's right? Subjective perception, yeah. yes. So there's no such thing as a fact. There's no such thing as a rule. No. Nothing is stable at all in this. Nothing. There's just appearances. And the appearance has a different color according to each subjective perception. So even pulling back from that, just the appearance of a room, no subjective perception at all. What came up here was that it's not a, it's not a movie, it's a rapid slideshow. <laughs> yes. Um, when, when this Jack character was seeking, there was a, there was a, 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 no, not long, a period of time, but a couple of experiences of where, where, when linear time was breaking, is that it did appear as slideshows, completely, break, break. And there was actually an ability to say, stop, go, and mixing the linear time with the other thing, you know? Uh -huh. And I remember lying down in a meditation, it was the end of a meditation at some group thing I was at, you know, stop. And the, the woman who was getting up and uh, adjusting people's bodies, you know, and she'd be frozen, like, uh. frozen, stop, go, and then she'd walk on. I was like, this is nuts, this is nuts, you know? <laughs> but it was just the breakdown of linear time, the playing um, uh -huh. in and out. So it's absolutely a slideshow. If, it's, if you see it like a slideshow, great. The, the two times can dance together. Yes, yeah. they can, yeah. That, there's a real point. subtlety between the two, but yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's a slideshow, yes. This is a part of linear time breaking down, yes. It's just a series of frames. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and 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 then in another realm, it's not a series of frames at all, but but it it exposes itself as that as linear time is breaking down. Do you see? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If it's broken down. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Carl, you were going to say something there, were you? Um, what was it? It's like this little character that shows up, you know, everything is very calm. But, um, like the, the question, are you in the movie? Are you, what did she say? Yeah. Are you in the movie? Are you in the movie? Are you in the this movie? Yeah. So I'm sitting here with this, are you in the movie? Yeah. And 
Paula can answer yes. Paula's in the mood. Okay. But in that, when I, I, I don't know how to say it, shift focus? I mean, I don't know, and then who's shifting focus? It's like, I can't, I don't know what to say about not being in the movie. The minute I say, I'm not in the movie, well, who's the eye that's saying I'm not in the movie? So, so it's like that. It's what you are in the movie. Well, the movie is, it's the movie. <laughs> Deeply intellectual answer. The movie is. What minute I say that I'm observing the movie, or that the movie is. I mean, I do that I'm also part of the movie because Correct. I'm. Observer is, is a character in the movie. Is a character in the movie. Uh -huh. Now, to go behind. Going behind that. Uh huh. Um, You, I think you use the word movement. There's movement. There's like okay. There's and simultaneously. I love it when you say Jack character. There's this character happening. Like, there's still this, there's a pulling to, to, this character keeps pulling, is pulling, I don't even want to say the character, but there's this pulling happening. Believing it's real. So this is, that's my question. There's this, every image is, uh, um, it's active, there's, it's active, it's active, there's activity. There's the, the movie, and there's, well, part, of course, that part of the movie is the trying to pull out of the movie. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I want to formulate something. I want solidity, I want solidity around... Because the familiarity and solidity, that was also a very powerful uh, image. Um, frustration, I mean, it's, I want it to, I, 
Ahwa. It's more of this The minute I go into I want, it's like the, the thing comes up, who wants that? And then I say, Paula wants that. Who's Paula? Who's this Paula character? This is this character in the movie. You see where I'm struggling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There comes a time, you know, when that self-inquiry, that automatic self-inquiry, if you've been doing it for a long time, that it actually is then being used by the mind in mm -hmm. order to, to recreate something that actually has already gotten <coughs> very thin. Ah. And in the example you gave there, that certainly seemed to be what was happening. It's like it sends you down the... the the, the gully, the shoot where, 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 where self-inquiry is actually validating, validating that there must be somebody as soon as you use the word I or Paula. It, it, and it's almost gone counterproductive now. Yes. The thing is, is, is what you are, is what you are synonymous with the Paula character? Is that known? Is that always clear? No. Okay. Okay. Then self-inquiry is only useful when it's not clear. So when it's clear, you don't You don't use self-inquiry. It's recreating the eye for you. Because it's just an automatic default. Thing that you're going to. Mm -hmm. hmm? The familiar. The familiar is right. The familiar, exactly. Another shade of that. Too. Pardon? It's grounding too. Yes, it's grounding as well. To do the Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of spiritually set up as being a, the right thing or the good thing. But like everything, it has its place. And it has its flip side, like everything. Only when, when identity is wrapped up with being the parlor character, only then self-inquiry has a role. Do you see? Do you see how self-inquiry is creating the eye? I thought this was the whole... It's the loop. Yeah, that's right. And you were using your hands and you couldn't find the words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's it. Hmm? Okay. Yeah, not at all. And now that, yeah, I was going to say it's 12.30. Yes, exactly. So we pause for foodie, huh?